Welcome back, Carly. Thanks yeah. for having me back, you guys. <laughs> I, I thought I lost my job here. No. Oh, no. Thank you. Don't say that. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I'd been permanently replaced. Look, you were. We were hoping that we, we, we would replace you with Trini permanently because Con- she was fantastic. Contrast no, and love Trini. Actually, Bettina, I have to tell you that you and your lean beauty kit inspired me to try to be it? better. Yeah, no, no, you did. Nice. You actually did. Because remember, I don't know if your guys listened, God, tens of episodes back, we spoke about how I take three foundations and three mascaras and. So how many mascaras did you take this time? <laughs> Only two. Oh, well, Look, that's, that's an improvement. improvement. <laughs> <laughs> I've actually got a picture. I'll, I'll put it in the group. I'll put it in the group. But I embraced the power of a palette. Nice. So mm-hmm. instead of taking separate bronzer, blush, or all the rest, mm-hmm. I took an hourglass palette that had a bronzer, a blush, a highlighter, and I used those as eyeshadows too. Oh, yes. Nice. nice. Yes. And how many days were you away for? Um, a week. That's good. A week. So um, I'll put up. So I took basically a day base. So mm-hmm. my It Cosmetics CC cream, a night foundation, my Dior Backstage. I had a day mascara, a waterproof mascara, um, my palette, and a brow, brow product. And that was kind of it. I, you did show me a picture and I was impressed. But I did have to say there was quite a few brushes. I know. <laughs> you did, make you, up how brushes. many brushes do you need? You had about four there. <laughs> yeah. I need one per purpose. So I need a bronzer brush. I need a blush brush. Um, I, need a I think, I think you can get that holidays. down. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Guys, baby steps. Room yeah. to improve. From Marie Claire, beauty crew and InStyle, you're listening to Get Lippy, the podcast that lifts the lid on all things beauty. I'm Carly Ullman, editor of beautycrew.com.au. I'm Sally Hunwick, beauty director on Marie Claire. And I'm Bettina Tyrrell, beauty editor on InStyle Australia. Coming up today, how to layer your skincare and do beauty powders actually work? But first, Bettina, you're going to be telling us about the trending lip colour for summer. Yes, I was lucky enough to meet up with YSL's Director of Artistry, Ross Andrew Arthur. And, you know, every summer, every warmer season, there's always like a punchy lip of the season, like a lip colour that everyone's mm-hmm. wearing, that everyone's wanting. You'll see it on every red carpet. You'll see it at the races. You'll see it everywhere. And I said, Ross, what, like, what are we wearing? What, what's the go? And he is really predicting and also seeing in the sales of lipsticks a massive boost in red brick shades. So interesting. Mm. We're like thinking like those orangey based reds, which I personally love Me and too. wear all the time. They're surprisingly easy to wear. I'm more of a blue red gal. Like a fire engine. Like a fire kind of engine red. red, true red. I'm I sometimes steer away from the the orangey red one. So I'm intrigued to hear why right. he thinks well, like this class, is so like, Traditionally, the classic red lip is that blue-based red. Mm-hmm. So, like, we're thinking about those, like, really rich and deep kind of with more of a pinky undertone. Yeah. It's like that bombshell red. Yeah. yeah. But forget about that. Forget about it. Okay, I'll chuck them out. No worries. No, you can keep them because they are still very beautiful. <laughs> but, um, yeah, Ross was saying that, as Sal just mentioned, that the orangey-red base is super easy to wear. It's very flattering for a lot of skin tones because a lot of some people actually can't really pull off that blue-red that you were talking about, but he believes that the orangey-red base is much more it's warmer. universal. It's warmer mm. and it's like perfect for summer because you're a little bit more tanned, everyone's a little bit more tanned and it's just like really lovely and um, like yeah, punchy sort of colour. goes with that bronzy sort of vibe as well. Exactly. Also, yeah, mm. how is he telling us to wear it? Yeah. So summer. basically this is like your summer beauty uniform and I'm this is what I'm going to be rocking all summer. He said, so you've got your orangey base lip, 
and then pair it with a bronzer to contour, a coral blush on the apples of your cheeks, and a swipe of mascara. Done. That's Done. it. That's How nice. nice would that be? That's nice. That would have worked well for your trip, Carly. That would have. Where was Ross a few weeks ago? <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I was I was an idiot wearing my blue red lipstick. Although this shade is like really flattering and universal, and like a lot of people can wear it, it's probably good to know like what skin tone you are and kind of what shades suit you best. Because you know what, maybe an orange base red won't suit you. But mm. I mean, I think give everything a go. But let's just like talk skin tones for a second. So you've got a mixture of warm. You can be warm. You can be cool. Or you can be neutral. Mm. In in a nutshell. I'm a neutral. Are you? Mm -hmm. What are you, Sal? I'm sort of a neutral as well. Mm. Okay. So this is how you can figure it out. People with warm undertones, typically tan easy, have eyes that are brown, hazel or amber. Or this is a clever way to look at it. The veins on your wrist, they look green. So <laughs> Carly's smacking up. Carly's smacking her wrist to bring those veins to the surface. Nurse but, um, Carly. <laughs> so if you have a look at those veins and if they are more greeny looking, then you are warm. And typically warm skin tones suit warm colours, so easy. Mm. Warm, I've got another warm. way of working out whether you're warm or cool okay. is whether you gravitate towards gold jewellery or yes. silver. So mm. silver works on cooler tones and gold works on more warm tones. Mm. And if you go both, if you sort of chop and change, I sort of chop and change a bit, yeah, that means you're sort of in the you're middle. neutral. Yeah. Yeah. So then we move on to cool undertones. So that's if you burn, typically people with cool undertones burn easily or tan very slowly. Their eyes are often blue, green, or like a slightly grey, blue, green, and their veins in the wrist look blue. Mm. You've basically just so described yourself. I think that's me, yeah. Yeah, that's 100% you. So I'm cool. I know, mine's sort of green and blue. Yeah, me too. Yeah, that's, so why well I was, that's why I was slapping my wrist. That's, <laughs> that's neutral. So yeah. people with neutral undertones typically tan slowly but and don't burn often, that's but the me. veins in their wrist look blue and green. Yeah. And, oh. hey, these tips are super applicable for finding your foundation too. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Not just so, and, yeah, if you're neutral, you are the luckiest person out there because you, Thank can, you, wear, so much. you can wear any, like you said, you can wear gold and silver jewellery, you can wear... Warm and cool tones. But to be fair, like I am, we've just, uh, I'm cool, mm -hmm. like <laughs> toned. You're, you're not that cool. <laughs> you're so I'm cool. cool. I'm cool toned. <laughs> but I wear warm shades all the time. I think rules are made to be broken. I, I do not think yeah. that you have to stick strictly to, if you like gold jewellery, you can wear gold jewellery. If you like an orange base lipstick, you know, go for it. Yeah, I wear it. And I feel like it quite flatters my complexion because mm. I'm also kind of pinky as well, undertone. Yeah, yeah, I was actually, you weren't wearing a red-based, uh, an orange-based red today, but mm. you were wearing a lot of coral. Mm. And I was like, oh, I like this vibe that yeah, you're you going on. Yeah, good with warm colours. Oh, thanks, mm. guys. Yeah. So a couple of the great orange-based lip shades that are out there. Yes, everyone's probably itching going, okay, cool. What, what yeah. are <laughs> we buy? Cool, okay. Yeah. <laughs> or warm. <laughs> Hot. <laughs> so... There's the YSL Rouge Bullet Day Shine Shades in 80, 81, 82, basically anything in the 80s. Okay. This is their new shade range. Cool. And they're all orangey-based warm reds. That is $57. That's pretty good. Mm. Yeah. I mean, it is a luxurious lipstick and it's kind of nice to own a piece of YSL. Absolutely. And they look stunning. They are very beautiful. If you want something a little bit more wallet-friendly, I love Revlon Super Lush lustrous matte lipstick in so lit 
It is great. It Revlon is such a do. punchy red. Revlon do. Such good lipsticks. It's really nice. And then there's also oh, that's $24.95, but often on sale in Priceline at Chemist Warehouse. So keep an Cheap. eye out for that one. And then there's Becca's Ultimate Lipstick Love in Flame, which as you can imagine is like a nice fiery orangey based red. And that's $36. Awesome. Love it. Well, thank you, Bettina. I'm going to be stocking up on my orange-based reds, I won't bin my blue ones. No. No. Because I still love them. Yes, and they're a classic. Exactly. Anyway, guys, up next, Sal is going to be talking about if beauty powders actually work. Sure am. So why I really love beauty supplements is they can supplement your diet, not just your skin. So, you know, some of us don't get enough sleep. We could be stressed. We might not be eating enough fruit and vegetables. We might be burning the candle at both ends. So these can really help because they've got – Lots of antioxidants in them, which are designed to help the collagen in your skin, but also they're good for your whole body as well. A lot of them are really, really good for gut health. And we all know that gut health is really important when it comes to glowing skin. And many of them taste pretty good. So they're easy to get into our diet. We can put them on our yogurt, in our smoothies. You can even drink them straight in water. I'm not a fan. What do you guys, what do you guys no, think of, not a of fan supplements? Of, oh, fan of, sorry, fan yes. of supplements. Not a not, fan of putting it in water. Not a fan of just in water. That's hardcore. <laughs> That's really hardcore. I'm a, on my yogurt. Me too. Kind of Me girl. too. Sprinkle um, on your yogurt. Yeah. Because like they add a bit of flavour. Mm. Look, I will preface this by saying I'm not diligent mm-hmm. with my supplements, but I'm a fan and I think regular consumption of them because I think I'm a fan of them mainly for the balancing of the gut. Yes. Because like you said, what happens on the gut on your inside, Mm -hmm. that's what's going to show on the outside. So if you're getting all those right things and you're balancing your gut, then that's going to show in clearer, brighter Mm. skin. And the reason a lot of them are good for our gut is because they're they're using biofermented ingredients and biofermentation gives you probiotics and probiotics are the good bacteria in your gut and some of the a lot of these supplements also give you prebiotics which are sort of the food for the probiotics so it keeps the whole gut system going. Mm. I've been a skeptic um, Mm -hmm. for a long time on beauty powders and supplements. I'm a firm believer in taking zinc because there is a lot of scientific backing behind that being beneficial for your immune system. But I am really always on the fence. But I think, you know what, if your body's getting enough nutrients from the food you're eating, from the things, then you just pass it. So it's not like it's actually going to cause you any damage. But with that said, Mm -hmm. when I was traveling back from South Africa a couple of months ago, I landed in Sydney and, you know, everyone knows what happens to their gut after being on a plane. Like it is not a good time for a a week afterwards. so bloated. Absolutely. So bloated. But a beauty editor... What did they put in that food? Something to block you up. I tell Mm -hmm. you that much. They don't want people using Mm -hmm. the toilet. (laughs) (laughs) I think it's the air pressure too. Probably. It's probably everything that's going on. Your body's going through such an unnatural state while you're in the air. And um, a beauty editor I was travelling with took the beauty chef glow powder and I she swears by it she takes it every single day and she's like I don't take it you know just for my skin I take it for my gut and she goes mm. my bloating is so much better since taking it so when I landed in Sydney I was like I'm taking her Getting advice on that stuff. and I'm going to take it and I've mixed it into a smoothie and now I'm addicted to having a smoothie every day because I love the effects it has on my stomach Really? It makes a yeah. big difference, it, I think. I really like the glow as well. Mm. I think it's because, again, it has all that biofermentation. It's one of the originals. It actually tastes really good on yogurt. You should it's, try it, Carly. Ve- that's oh, the one I do have on oh, my yogurt. Yeah, see, it's oh, sort of yeah. like berries. It's a, it's, a, it's a berry one. Yeah. It's a, 
So that's one of the great things about these supplements is they have all these really high in antioxidant ingredients such as berries, goji berries, greens, all sorts of really antioxidant rich, really good for your skin and your body and they've um, or ingredients and they've been pulverized down into a powder. So it's really easy to get your nutrients. We are all taking the same one. Um, mm the Beauty Chef Glow Powder. But mm-hmm. are there other ones out there you've tried, Sal? There are so many. I've tried the Wellco. That have, they have their original... The Super Green. Super Green, which, which is so good. It's so green, though. It's so green. If you're into I would definitely recommend putting that one into a smoothie. I like cannot go hardcore smoothie. and no. put it into water. There's also Noni Glow. Again, Miranda Kerr swears by just putting it into water. I can't. I'm sorry, Miranda. I've tried. I can't. But if you put it into a smoothie, it's good. Then there's lots of other ones. There's Phytoglow, and Dota has just brought out a new one. There are even little bars that you can eat at, P- yeah. at Priceline yes. called Beauty Bites. Beauty they're Bites. super yummy. They're yeah. like little chockies. Yeah, they well, are. they're like little music bars. Kind things. of like little, yeah, music bars. But to be fair, they, some of them are coated in white chocolate. Yeah, sorry, they're <laughs> delicious. <laughs> yeah. I've had, like, they are. They're really delicious. They're really delicious. And you know what? If they're doing something to make me look beautiful, then I'll munch on those. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, good snack and it's good for your skin as well. Really boosting collagen. So um, there's also another brand that's coming out in November called Yora. And that was by a a nutritional scientist called Antoinette Bernardo. So we asked her how long we could expect results. And she said, just like any dietary change, it takes a while to change things in the body or for it to adapt to the changes. So it's not an overnight um, solution. The skin is no different. It requires time and consistency. So stick with it. So and you will reap the results and benefits over time. That's so the there thing. You go. You've patience. really got it. Yeah. Put it on your cereal every day, in your smoothie like Bettina every day, and you will notice. I think you will notice a difference after a couple of weeks. What about oh, you, Bettina? Yeah. How how long did it take to get well, results for you? Stomach wise, mm. I noticed. I noticed um, results that day. Really <laughs> good. <laughs> well done, you. Like I said, I'm not really sure skin wise if it's had a, um, an impact or hair, but you know, stomach wise for me, it's a big game changer. The Beauty Chef Glow Powder, they do like a 30-day challenge. They so do. I think that maybe their recommendation, I may be wrong, but their recommendation is to stick with, with it for 30 days and then see, you know, how you're feeling from that. But I know that I definitely had good gut health after a day. Right. And Carla Oates says, beauty begins in the belly. So let's just think about that. Now, guys, I think that amongst the three of us, we're very big into our skincare, but I've noticed more and more friends of mine who have never even really been interested in beauty, suddenly they're so into their skincare routines. Have you found this too? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like everyone is just nuts everyone over skincare. Everyone wants a serum now. Everyone wants a serum. And so with increased interest, I think has come increased confusion because oh, yeah. not only there's like a million different skincare categories and brands are creating new categories and some of the categories, it's, 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 it's confusing. It's confusing. So I thought I'd just take a few minutes to go through layering your skincare. What do you do after you cleanse? I think that's a great question. Now, <laughs> it's a great question and there's no easy answer. No. Because you can ask... We want you to give us an easy answer. Yeah. I'm oh. going gonna, gonna to give you an easy answer, but it's not necessarily the easy answer. Because okay. the thing give is, you can, you can ask a million dermatologists their tips on how to lay your skincare. And you'll get all kinds of variations of answers because mm-hmm. there's different formulations to consider, different ingredients that do and don't go together. And 
there's just a whole mishmash of possibilities, but I'm going to give you the simplest way to try and sort out how you lay your skincare. So first, obviously, you're going to cleanse because you need to get rid of all the dirt, the grime bacteria. So now what do we do after we cleanse? So now my rule of thumb, um, which I learned from an expert, is you start with the most watery solution Mm -hmm. and then work your way up to the thickest. I agree with that. So the most watery thing would be something like an essence or a toner or a face mist Mm -hmm. because it kind of is like water. Now, the point of these products is to up hydration. That's what they were first um, came into existence for. But now these days, everyone loves a multitasking product. So you'll find a lot of toners and essences that have more benefits than just hydration. For example, there's the Tarte Knockout Tingling Treatment, which is like $27 from Sephora. Now that combines hydrating niacinamide with a chemical exfoliant. So that hydrates and refreshes your skin. Then there's something like the Murid Essential C Toner, a bit more pricey at around $50. And that has licorice root extract and that helps brighten your skin. Nice. So with your toners and your essences that you start with, you can also find th- ones that are kind of targeting your skin concerns. Now, once we've done our watery consistency, we go to the serum treatment lotion kind of thing. And this is where things can get a bit more complicated because there are so many options. There, It's just... Like which serum to use first? Which serum do you use first? Which ingredients should you use? And I think the simplest thing to do if you're feeling confused, stick to one serum. Don't try layer your serums. Um, just stick to one. So you can choose a different one for day and night. Mm-hmm. So let's say in the daytime you can use a vitamin C serum after you've cleansed and, and toned. If you haven't toned, that's fine. So vitamin C serum, something like um, La Roche-Posay have a new vitamin C serum. That's just from Priceline. Or I like to do in the morning just a general hydrating serum because I think we've spoken about before, if your skin's hydrated, you look so much better. You look so much better. Oh, so look much better. Like you're a hyaluronic, fresh. is that what you're Yeah, kind of yeah. Using? so like I was going to say actually the Neutrogena Hydra Boost oh, nice. serum, which mm. is a nice budget-friendly hydrating serum. Mm. So just pick one in the morning. Then for night, again, pick one. A retinol is always a good one for night because mm-hmm. you can't use that in the day. The Ordinary has a really nice cheap retinol that people rave. I think even Kim Kardashian used that one. I also like to at night alternate a retinol with a exfoliant. So, so every second, so like night. an AHA or something. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So every second night, also with retinol, make sure you, you're using it slowly to begin with anyway. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I like to use Sunday Riley Good Jeans. Oh, nice. Which is, I think, mostly lactic acid. It's not cheap. Yeah. It's like 160 bucks. But because I'm alternating, Sunday Riley stuff is really good. They're really, really good. And it, Mecca. it smells, but that's because they haven't added fragrance to mask it. So you know. We talked about this before. I like in, I like skincare that smells bad. Because <laughs> it feels like it's doing something. It feels like it's doing something. And medicinal. They haven't, yeah, and it hasn't, yeah. yeah, medicinal. Medicinal. That's what it is. Mm. And they haven't covered it up with, like, fragrance. Roses. Yeah. I quite like roses, though, sometimes. I do, too. But I guess for someone like you, Bettina, fragrance is an irritant for yeah, you. Yeah, it's yeah. A red, that's yeah. True. red flag. Yeah. So a retinol or an exfoliant or, again, your general hydrator because your skin's actually doing its hardest work while you sleep. So if you get a really good nourishing routine you're going to see the benefits in the morning. I agree. All right, so now we've moved serum. We moisturise. Now, your moisturiser, surprise, may not be your last step of your skincare routine, and I'll get to that soon. But basically, obviously, you pick your moisturiser based on your skin type. But with moisturiser comes the question of eye cream. Do you guys use eye cream? I do. Yes. 
I don't. I especially like an eye cream in a pump pack, especially in the morning, because oh. I think that's super easy. Are we using the same eye cream? Are you using Dr. Dennis no. Grosses? No, I'm using ultraceutical vitamin C. Oh. Mm. I'm also using a vitamin C. And it's got a little pump, so it's so easy in the morning because, yeah. you know, the pots, I can do a pot at night. But you have to dig, get the pot, dig. undo it, yeah. put your finger in, put it, you know, it's like it's a next, lot of work. It's a few extra seconds in the morning. Well, so well I like you spent your pack. minute and 22 seconds dry body brushing. Exactly. You got to, you know, <laughs> there's only so make many up minutes I have in the morning. Exactly, exactly. Carl, you're going to say you don't use an eye cream, are you? I don't use an eye cream. Yeah, I see that though. I get, like, not on that. I don't you see, see that. You see that on her? See, <laughs> I, was like, I was like, oh, jeez. I don't see that on you. I don't see that on you, but I also. It's just like I just because I have one. It on is my an extra step. At the moment. It's an extra step, and I'm a fan of just taking my moisturizer up to like yeah. under my eye and massaging it in and doing it. So I'm not ignoring just be careful, my don't eye go area. over because sometimes it can be irritating. over your lid. Yeah. Yes. Um. Yes. Yeah, so under your eye and um on the side. But if you are to use an eye cream, where does that fit in with your moisturizer? That's a very good tip. Depends on the consistency again. If mm-hmm. it is thinner than your day or night cream, apply it before, and if it's as thick or thicker. Then apply it after. So now you've moisturised. What comes next? Well, if you've got fairly oily skin and you feel like you're hydrated enough at night, you can just call it a night, go to bed. If you want a bit more hydration, that's when you'd go to a facial oil. I love a facial oil. I'm a bit look. A I facial oil on top. Oh, I can. I can do we're sometimes. Be- we're I talking can- bedtime. Bedtime. Yeah. bedtime. I can do a night cream and then like an hour later because I'm I don't go to bed. Like I clean my face and do everything. Well before bed. Just like Sal gets home from work as she's cooking <laughs> on dinner, she's doing it. And then I routine. feel, oh, I still feel a bit dry, so I pop another oil on or more night cream. That's a good point, actually. Listen to your skin. And then, of course, in the daytime, you should always have sunscreen in the mix. Now, we have had a bit of debate on where does sunscreen fit in because, again, mm-hmm. it's confusing. Again, you can ask three dermatologists and they might all have different answers of where it falls in. And this actually came up in a, a previous episode where we asked Dr. Rhonda where does sunscreen fit in? She said go first. She said go first. A, a chemical sunscreen onto your clean skin because that's where it's got the max absorption. But then I've spoken to other dermatologists say end of routine. The reality is there's no clear-cut answer. I think as long as you're wearing sunscreen, whether it's applied to dry skin or at the end of the routine and, Just you're, put it on. and you're wearing the right amount, you're doing a good thing. So like Absolutely. don't overthink it. Just wear it. I yeah. agree. The one thing I will say is when you're layering your skincare, try not to rush it. You should try and let each layer absorb. I'm not talking like 10 minutes between each layer. Mm-hmm. Just like a minute or two. A minute or two? Sorry. No, I don't. <laughs> between each layer. That's amazing. While I've got product on my hands for yeah, my I'm face, just, I'm just going one, one after, after the, the other. other. And then I will have a break between skincare and makeup. Always a break I between do that. skincare and that's and always that's quite a hefty break, to be honest, for me. I don't – like I, that's when I'll then go and eat breakfast or have my smoothie or do whatever. But, uh, yeah, no, when I'm doing my skincare, I know that I know all the experts say let it sink in, but I'm not waiting two minutes for my no, serum. No, I'm just one after the other. But I think, I think another tip is – to also work out the viscosity of each of the serums then mm. you can yes that's when you're feeling yeah. pro right yeah. when you feel like so you're confident to, to layer that's a good tip Sal. so i always like to i like to layer a serum like a c serum mm-hmm. ce furolic my favorite your favorite and then i like to do a hyaluronic acid yeah. because the C- they're often much more viscousy than say. the the watery c yes so if you do want to get a bit fancy yes. and layer your serums do a c first and then a hy- hyaluronic yeah. yeah, but again, look at the viscosity and build up from thinnest yeah, to thickest. Yeah. But still, I don't wait minutes between. Just well, one, 
than the other. Like it's not a rush, but I don't wait minutes. But a good point of leaving some time before you apply your makeup in the morning. Definitely, mm. definitely. All right, guys, so that's skin layering like very 101. And someone will prove us all wrong next someone's, week. Oh, someone's <laughs> going to – if you have different opinions, please tell us in the Facebook group, yeah. Get Lippy Podcast. Mm. I'd like to know tell how you guys – Tell us what you guys do. Yeah, what do you do? Because that's kind of – And how many products are you layering? Like there's, a, like there's a lot of products. Yeah. There's a lot of products. I'm trying to strip back. Are you? Just being like three steps. Trying. I'm, I'm curious to know. I've had a lot of people ask me – what happened to the toner? Now you brought this. You were talking about a toner. Mm, maybe we the should talk about it. I feel toner. like we need to. Because am I right in saying that toners used to be alcohol? What yeah. kind of like chemical exfoliants are now? Well, they used mm, to be alcoholic. They so used, they used, used to, be, to be stripping. They used to almost be like a micellar water. They were like an extra cleanser, weren't they? Yeah, but more astringent. Uh, more astringent. Like more much astringent. more ac- alcohol-based. And so now we all know that we shouldn't really strip all of the oils back from our skin. We should leave some of the natural oils. Otherwise, you pull back some of the, too much of the oils and then your skin will Age produce faster. more. Also. Right. Um, yeah, no, toners are much more hydrating. Also drying. Let's wrap up today's episode, you guys. Thank you so much for listening. Please get in touch with us. Get lippy at beautycrew.com.au if you want to get us on email. If you're on Facebook, you can find us in our group, Get Lippy Podcast. If you're on Instagram, upload your screenshots and tag us. I'm at Carly Allman. I'm at Sally Hunwick. And I'm at Bettina Tyrrell. And tell all your friends, make sure you review and subscribe so you don't miss anything from us. And that'll help other people find us and boost us in the charts. Yeah. Exactly. Help a friend out. World domination. That's what we're after. (laughs) One beauty product at a time.